With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to the UCL Fantasy Podcast. I'm here once again with Lewis and Dan, and we're going to review Match Day 5. Take your questions from Twitter and just quickly look ahead to Match Day 6 a little bit as well. But first of all, gentlemen, how are you? Grand, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm all right. I went to the Newcastle-Everton game last night. I'm a Newcastle fan, obviously, and it was not great, although Everton are looking quality. But they're not in the Champions League, so let's not talk about that. Lewis, how are you? Yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, apart from the obvious Chelsea performances week in, week out, all good. Well, let's do a review of match day five. I know it seems like ages away now, but this is how we do things. So first of all, Lewis, why don't you tell us how your match day five went? Yeah, so in terms of points, I picked up 81 this week and my rank is at 17k, which isn't too bad. I mean, usually at this stage of the, the tournament. Not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, it, usually it's a lot higher at this stage in the tournament, but it has been an awkward season. It, it feels like and a, and a tough one to tough one to navigate. But I'll go through the players that, that picked me um, at points. Kane, he, he blanked. Um, and Haaland also only picked up six points. So that wasn't great. Xavi Simons picked up an assist for five. Bryce Mandas. Bloody Bryce Mandas every week since I've bought him. He's just a car crash. He just doesn't do anything anymore. So Ban- I'm, Mandas- so glad. I'm so glad I, I resisted going for him. But uh, yeah, oh, Honestly, so useless. Anyway, the big, uh, the biggest uh, return came from Foden, which I'm so glad. I, oh, uh, yeah, you I'm did, so didn't you? Oh, I was gutted when I saw you had him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was... Um, I didn't expect him to go that mad. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I was happy he even started the game, to be honest, when I saw that he was starting. I thought, right, okay, I'll keep him because I was going to sell him. Um, Calvin Stangs, he picked up three points. Again, disappointing. Surprised that Feyenoord lost to Atletico at home. I think it was the first game. Yeah, first in 16. First in 16 home league, um, Champions League games, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Saka was, was my priority transfer and he picked up 12 points. I think we all expected Saka to do well this week and he did you know he, he did what he was supposed to do the only issue was is that I didn't actually captain him even though I was so close to doing it but yeah it just didn't work out Di Lorenzo he continues to be a solid asset although Napoli lost that game 4-2 he still got the assist still picked up eight ball recoveries so he ended up on five points which is pretty solid Saliba just six points for his clean sheet. I don't think many people expected more from an Arsenal centre-back, to be honest, other than a, just a clean sheet. So he went as planned. Cancelo was another 
big, big um, return this week. He watched the game. He was just awesome throughout the game. It, he, it could have been 20 plus points for Cancelo. He was just, you can tell he's settling in at Barcelona now because he, he, he goes, he goes, some games he's just anonymous, isn't he? And then other games he just gets yeah. mad. Yeah, he, he's slowly growing in performances now and we're starting to see the player that he was at Manchester City and yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see. So he he obviously got the assist, he scored and he got player of the match. It's a shame about the clean sheet, but that game was absolutely mental. Barcelona and Porto could have finished anything. Dimitro Riznik, goalkeeper formerly, continues to pick up these clean sheets well, to be honest, we didn't really have high high hopes for him when we when we put him in, but he's done pretty well. You know, a couple of clean sheets for him now. On my bench, I brought in Rico Lewis this week, who just picked up two points. I had Hartman, who picked up two points. He was robbed of an assist. And Murata, he picked up just two points. I'm surprised he actually blanked in that game in a 3-1 Atletico win. But yeah, yeah. all in all, all in all, it was 81 points. I, you know, it was all right. I think if I if I didn't have Foden this week, it could have been a bad, bad week. Mm. And captaincy, you kind of went traditionally with, with Haaland followed by Kane, like a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, it was very boring, to be honest. I think it was very, like, because I'm, I'm so not used to chasing when I'm at this point in the season that I think any normal person who was looking to chase rank, you know, who, who was looking to kind of claw back a decent position would have probably captain Saka, but I'm so used to playing it safe at this point. You know, much like five, six. We but get it, like, Lewis. You usually yeah. do better than now. You say it every. You caveat every sentence with, "Ah, oh, usually I'm used to being yeah. in the top hundred. <laughs> so this but is all new to me." What I want to highlight is the fact that because I'm not used to being in this position, it's a oh, oh, you're, you're going to highlight oh. that one. Oh, that's something new. Yeah, go because. On. I'm, I, I literally don't know what to do myself because I'm, I'm chasing Ryan. I'm never, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know whether How to it take must this feel to be a mere mortal, Lewis. I know. I, like I just haven't got Like, like just meeting that our listeners. Just haven't got a clue. I'm looking at the team and how the hell am I going to gain rank here? And, and captaincy is obviously one of them. But then if you go, you know, if you go against Haaland or Kane and they score, what, four or five goals, you know it's game over, right? So... I suppose there is there is kind of another argument to that, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an okay week. The, the problem the problem with going, you know, obviously a lot of people were tempted to go Bellingham or Saka for that second day, but the problem that everyone would have thought, apart from the, the brave amongst us, was Kane could easily, in his form, get five against Copenhagen at home. So if yeah, you I'll miss say. that, Dan knows about missing a captaincy when a striker scores five goals. We all we all know that. So <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want that to happen. So it kind of was the safe pick. Even I, who is, is very tempted by these crazy calls, uh, even I captained Kane in the second. I swear, every time we've recorded a pod, the Haaland five goals thing has come up for Dan. And it will in every podcast. Um, <laughs> for life. Until, for, li for life. Until uh, the end of time. Yeah. And missing um, a Haaland five goaler isn't just for Christmas. It is for life, gents. It, so it, exactly. I appreciate that. Well, Dan, tell us about your team. How 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 did you do? I mean, you've used the, the, the word team a little wild and loose there, Ed. Um, what I have is a selection of dross okay. that um, are represented by little, little coloured t-shirts and an app that presume to mock me week after week. Uh, so I got 55 points. I'm about 460k. This is comfortably the worst season I've ever had. 
I actually think this is worse than every season I've had combined. If you add all of my ranks up, I'm nowhere near this. It's not finished yet, uh, mate. Come on. Uh, you, can still, you know, you can still do something crazy and then just fly up the ranks. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, I've been doing crazy things and it's not been entirely working. Right. I'm going to continue to do crazy things. Like, obviously, there's no chance of me salvaging this. So, for me, it's just about having fun. I'm just here to have a bit of fun. Um, obviously, we can talk about some serious things for other people. But when it comes to me, I'm going to try and go for some fun picks. In terms of what okay. my team actually did, I brought in Harland for his six points. I brought in Wilfred Zaha to points Dodgy's way is Ziek got every wow. single point mm. in that game. Um, yes, there is an alarm there. Um, is that in the back of yours, Ed? Is I think it's the back of mine. I'm in London. It's just it's just a crime city. Batman. It's like Gotham City from Batman. <laughs> Someone's been stabbed. Someone police just stabbed. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just an, a, a tragedy alarm for this team, to be honest. But yeah, Wilfred yeah. Zaha got got two, whereas Ziyech got all the points, and Aktakoglu got some points after we recommended him. Uh, so I think the nerds call that variance, Ed. I think that's what they call it. The cool kids. Bunch of nerds. Yeah, bunch of bloody nerds. Uh, I wish I was a nerd right now. Uh, in terms variance of is I... just variance is just an excuse to yeah. pick players, and then when they do well, say fantastic, I'm amazing, and when they do badly, say it's variance. You know, it's just yeah, a exactly. completely complete made up <laughs> thing. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, Bellingham fourteen points, Simmons five, Di Lorenzo five, Munoz hero was six, Riznik was six, and the rest don't deserve to be discussed. Okay. And how many points is that, Dan? You might have said fifty-five sorry. points. Okay, okay. And obviously okay. not bless you, bless you. Not having the the variance, <clears throat> look, <clears throat> look of having players like Forden mm. just <laughs> get get two months worth of points in a game. Yeah, is 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 a bit of an I issue. Just, this game. I have I have a I have a sort of rule, as I think I've said in this podcast. I don't pick any city players other than Haaland. So because it's just sure you get these Foden days where it suddenly is amazing. But you get Foden days where suddenly he's not on the bench, and I just can't. I just not do it. That I'll just pick my own, my own players. And you know what? Even though Lewis had um, Foden, I beat him again this week. So I got. Um, <laughs> I just. Uh, do you know what I love the, the, about this podcast? Is just how humble yeah. you two are. I just. Do you know what? When you... I started this podcast, I thought there's no chance. I, I'm just there for the bants. There's no chance I'm going. The word I hate, by the way. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, <laughs> I, there's no chance I'm going to get any. You know, I'm not going to be anywhere. And I'm still winning. In fact, I was 10 points ahead before. And now I'm, I've extended that by two points. I am on tw 12 points ahead in our, in our kind of a menage a trois league. Ed. I've got 80, 83 points. Ed, I... you and I know a 12-point lead is a dangerous lead. Coming up it to is. Christmas, it's the worst place actually psychologically. Yeah, twelve point lead. Yeah, well, if I, was, I, I see the reference. Sorry, I'm seeing Newcastle yeah. 95, 90, 94, 95 reference. No, 95, 96. Sorry, yeah. uh, reference. Twelve points ahead at Christmas, and we lost the title um, because we bought Tino Aspria, and it ruined the team. Although he was absolutely fantastic, it ruined the chemistry. We're not talking about that now. Um, I had a front three that got me four point six point four five and six points. So Kane captain on the last day i had had on harland i did the same as lewis he got me obviously blanked so four points harland got six jow felix who i left in because i didn't really want him but i just couldn't take another minus four he scored so he actually got me five points which was great i'll tell you what ed felix had a few chances it could yeah, have been a I, massive haul yeah, yeah. It, it was once I, the game started i thought i'm pretty glad i've left this guy in i had bellingham like everyone has surely uh for 14 points <laughs> Why I had Saka, Saka on 12 points. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, you've literally, Lewis, decided not to have the best player in the world in who's 7.5 million pounds or whatever Insane. it is. Insane. Mm, yeah. Um, Dan's, Dan's, Dan's looking at me funny, thinking, is, is he the best player in the world? Of course he's, he's No, probably... I'm not looking at you like that. I'm thinking, yeah. how's Lewis getting 80-odd points without Jude Bellingham? Yeah. That's what I think I'm... he's just cheating. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Lewis now. We're talking about me. Come on, this is my moment. So Galeno played after you lot said, oh, he's injured, he's injured last time. I was like, I'm going to keep him. And he played, so I'm a genius. Stengs got me three. Saka got me 12. Patrick, how, many points, how many points did Galeno get you? Five. That's he got an assist. Most of my team. Yeah, got, exactly. So thank you very much. Patrick got and Providel, so the, 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 the double Lazio defence, it got me seven Ooh. points each. Cancelo right, got me 14 that. points, of course. And then Trippier... What an absolutely amazing performance against PSG last minute. It was going to be an absolute haul for Trippier. Fortunately, he still got player of the match. So he ended up, even though they conceded, still getting six points. So, uh, yeah, happy with that. I've got 83 points. I'm up to 6K in the world. And I'm beating you two, which is the most important thing. So that is a little review of our teams. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll take Twitter. I was going to say Twitter questions, but it's not. It's Twitter questions. Let's take a quick break. Welcome back. So, Twitter questions. Um, each week, if you're a first-time listener, we put on our Twitter. You can follow that at FantasyUCLPod, and we ask you for your questions. So, should we go through? Uh, have one of you got them ready, or am I going to look at this? I'll look at them, and I'll ask you. Uh, my delivery is two minutes away as well, so this is just good news after good news. Um, this is absolutely fantastic. So, Fantasy... I'm, I'm going to do it along with you at home, guys. So, you type in on Twitter, FantasyUCLPod, you'll find us. And here it is. And we've had quite a few questions this week. So first of all, from FPL Rossoneri, Nick, friend of the podcast. We all know him, I think. And the question is this. I'm going to go to you first, Lewis. Players to target if you wanted to make up serious OR. That's overall rank. So who are the differentials who, I mean, let's think of, let's try and imagine a, a, a ridiculous scenario where someone's not doing well. Oh, like Dan. Dan. So if you were Dan, who would you pick, Lewis, to get you up the ranks? I mean, firstly, it, I think it's important that we highlight the fact that it's match day six and it's going to be an absolute nightmare. It's, it's, it's actually the most stressful match day of the entire campaign, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, chess for that, Lewis, mate. Yeah, lovely, loving the confidence, uh, alluding from the answer <laughs> to this question. It's really, really filling me with hope and desire to play this match week. I'm sure Nick is delighted, delighted with that, with that start. Yes, basically, Nick. Delete the app, delete your team, uh, burn down your house. Uh, it's all over. There we go. It's going to be it's going to be a stressful match day six. It really is, especially when you hear what injuries we've got. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, again, it's it's important that we we also highlight the fact that a lot of teams are through. A lot of teams haven't got much to play for. And that's something we're going to cover on the next episode. But as to the question specifically, I think if you're looking to gain rank and you're looking to bring in players, differential players, I think one of the best places to start could be um, Galatasaray versus Copenhagen. So both teams are going to go all out for this. Um, Galatasaray, I think, need to win to progress. I think that's right. And Copenhagen will also be chasing a result as well. I think Copenhagen are actually second in the table. They are. Uh, so they need to they need to win 
either one of those need to win to guarantee to go through because Man yeah. United still can go through. Uh, if they're drawn, Man United beat Bayern Munich who have nothing to play for. So for me, this none of these teams can defend. It's going to be an all-out war. So I think if you're looking at differentials and Galatasaray, probably the place to go to. I really like, and we've 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 covered Wilfred Zahar, but he wasn't in the squad for the last game. So sorry, Dan, already with an injury. Um, he didn't. He wasn't in the squad for the last game, and he also posted something on Instagram which which wasn't tasteful apparently aimed at the manager so it's going to be very interesting to see <laughs> dad's face <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what happens but there is um hacking ziak obviously he got a massive haul in the last game he seems to be settling in now at galatasaray i think he's around 6.7 million so he's at a really nice price where you can kind of switch from the likes of taram or galino or bryce mendez and he he obviously did really well he was a little bit fluky with the goals that he scored but he's on set pieces. He scored in his last league game as well. So I really like Hakim Ziyech. There's a couple couple more. So Salzburg and Benfica, this is a really interesting game because for Benfica to get a Europa spot, they need to beat Salzburg 2-0. So they are going to go all out to win this game. Salzburg, I think, need to win, draw or lose by one point. So it'd be interesting what they do because they also can't defend and they also can't sit back. So... Highlighted a couple of assets from there as well, differentials, just two, and then we'll move on. But Oscar Glock is someone we spoke about uh, recently. I think it was in match day one, match day two. Obviously, Benfica conceding lots of goals at the moment. So Oscar Glock, Glock, nearly said something else then. Playing behind the You did say something else there. You did say something else there. It wasn't an early about it. Oscar Oscar Cock, midfield. (laughs) Robin's brother. Yeah. Uh, 5.1 million, so he's nice and cheap as well. So if you're looking to downgrade a dodgy midfielder who's not going to play, Oscar Glock is it's good. He's, he's scored in both of his last league games as well. You can also flip that because Benfica need to win. And Jao Mario has just scored a hat-trick. He was a favourite of UCL fantasy managers uh, last season. So there's always potential to go to go for someone like Jao Mario as well. So I think Ziyech, Jao Mario, Oscar Glock are, f- are free of the the kind of handful that I would I would suggest anyway. Very good. Comprehensive answer there for FPL Watsonary, Nick. Thank you, Nick, for your question. We've got quite a few questions, actually, that have come in. We're going to answer some of them are going to be answered in the next podcast that will come out probably Sunday evening or Monday night. Um, team reveals and, and we're going to talk about who's injured, who's got stuff to play for and stuff like that. Uh, we might touch on some of that today, but some of them, so I'm going to skip some of them. If your question's skipped, then make sure you listen to the next pod. The next one, McDonald says, uh, in fact, no, that's one for next time. This one, Ron McCurgy says, best options for Limitless this match day. Uh, Dan, do you want to name a few? And then Lewis, can you name a few? So for Limitless options, I think, obviously, we are going to be still trying to target teams that have something to play for. I'll start with a team that doesn't have anything to play for. That's Barcelona. And that's because I still think Cancelo is still a good choice. Cancelo doesn't know the meaning really of, of nothing to play for. And you do want to be trying to get some expensive players in there to make Limitless worth it. I think they've got a great fixture against uh, Antwerp. Maybe some slight rotation risk. But at the same time, I also think that because you know that you can pick the rest of your team to be fully 100% playing players, 
that you can't afford to take maybe one or two risks when it comes to, you know, is this player going to start or not? Unlike the rest of us who have to pick guaranteed starters. When we move through, Dortmund could be a good shout because they're at home to PSG, who are not very good away from home. They are good at home, but not away. Uh, that being said, if PSG win, PSG will finish top of the group, which is why Dortmund need to get a result. So players like Julian Brandt could be important as well. I, think I like great. that because Newcastle fans want Dortmund to beat PSG, 100%. Yes, 100%. Um, Atletico Madrid, they um, they have some great strikers. Obviously, Griezmann or Morata. Griezmann's more expensive. He tends to be more in line for a player of the match shout. They're only one point ahead of Lazio. So because of that, you're going to want to try and maybe maybe go for one of those because they've got to get a, they've still got to get a result at the end of the day. They're playing Lazio. If they get a draw, that's fine. But Lazio are going to have to come out and play. So if Lazio are going to leave themselves a little bit exposed, Lazio aren't the world's best team again away from home. They're an excellent mm. home side. So because of that, I can see a little bit of joy for some Atletico Madrid players. Um. And then Napoli. Napoli have Braga. If Braga win, then they'll be level on points with Napoli. Um, but I still, I just think Napoli have a little bit to prove. They've not been playing great. Um, in Kouarashelia is nine and a half million. So I think he could be, he could be a good pick. He has to come good at some point, surely. Uh, beyond that, uh, Long. You could go for their striker, Wahi. Arsenal got nothing to play for away from home. I think we could see heavy rotation in that game. And because of that, you could be going for PSV options. But one of the main issues... PSV have, PSV have won every single game in the league this season. 15 played, 15 won. I think. It's a, they are a really good team. Uh, the issue that you're going to have again with Arsenal is that they're already through and they're challenging for a league. Four points, the top of the league, no matter what. Arteta can do whatever he wants. And because of that, you're probably going to want a PSV player. So unfortunately, I can't really be suggesting Harry Kane's and Leroy Sané's and all that sort of stuff. You might want to go for a Bruno Fernandes. Man United have to win and buy and aren't playing. Buy got nothing to play for. Absolutely nothing to play for. Man United just got to pick up a dodgy penalty and you're in the money. Yeah, I, th- I suppose Lewis, have you got anything to add to that or, or similar thoughts? Any anyone else that stands out for a limitless? No, I think I think similar thoughts. I think we've already touched upon the likes of Galatasaray. You've got Acardi, you've got Zia, you've also got the likes of the Napoli players like Dan Manchin, Kovac, Shelia. You could even back Osiman up front, who is fully fit now as well. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different options that you can go for on, on the limitless, but there's obviously always going to be that kind of doubt about rotation and stuff. So I think if you're if you're going for a limitless, you, you probably want to go for again what Dan's mentioned. You know the players that have got something to play for. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the question. We will obviously the the big question that's surrounding all the questions this week is match day six. Who's gonna rotate and who isn't and we are going to touch on that a bit more in depth in the next podcast so thank you for your question uh, again we've got going to do one more question which is uh, this is the thing a lot of them just revolve around who's going to start and who's going to be benched but is awesome yeah. going to start says fantasy vercules yeah you'd assume would, so I would, wouldn't you 
Yeah, I think so. He, he he's still he's still trying to gain a bit of fitness. He, you know, he he needs he needs game time, and, and I think he'll start that. And and also, Napoli, I think still need a result from that game. If if they get well beat, then they're out. So I would I would, and he's a new manager as well, and mm. he's not going to want to be you know losing games and stuff. So I think yeah, especially after the after the pacing they got from Inter the other day. Okay, one more quickfire one from Imad Carrot. He says, will Bayern and Real rotate heavily? For example, will Kane and Jude Bellingham start? I think they will start. I just think they're too important. Kane will still want to break Champions League records. He wants to selfishly score all the goals. And I think Tuchel will do anything to keep him happy. Again, I think Bellingham will still start keep up his momentum, how long they'll play, I'm unsure of. But I just think, is the rest of the team motivated? And also, will the rest of the team around them be rotated? And if they are, then are they as likely to to bang? I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was on a limitless, as, as Ron asked earlier on, I'd still probably have Bellingham and Kane in. The player that I might not have in, though, is Haaland. Um because I can 100% see a benching for Haaland in this game. The th- absolutely you, nailed you... on through, and yeah. he, they need a re- he needs a rest. Lewis, why don't, can we just hear uh, your, your thoughts the same on Kane, Haaland and Bellingham? Yeah, I think with, with, with Bayern, what is interesting, and it's important to, it's important to actually think about this one, is, is the fact that because... Bayern's last league game was uh, was postponed. They've actually had a, a, an 11-day break in between their last Champions League game and their next league game. So really, I don't think any of the players are going to need a rest. I mean, it, it, Tuchel could potentially rotate in some, some worse players, but I think Tuchel's the type to probably want to beat United. This is still a big game, you know, but it's Bayern versus United and I think Tuchel, part of him, is going to want to really win this game. Um, with, with in regards to Jude Bellingham, does Ancelotti ever rotate? Like, I just feel like he just plays the same team every single match. Like, I can see again. I can see Bellingham starting with 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 Haaland. It is a little bit different. Part of me thinks that Pep will keep playing his strongest team to gain some momentum after the, the fact that, you know, they've dropped, they've dropped a lot of points. Let's be honest. Recently, the performances have been rubbish. They've not been good and they've not been to Manchester City's usual standard. So for me, would I be surprised if Haaland starts this game? Probably not. Would I be surprised if he did? But it's, it's, it's one of those, it's 50, 50. I can see reasons to bench him. He does need a rest, but, I mean, he doesn't do much, Haaland, anyway, does he? Really, he just walks around as the odd run and scores. So, yeah, know, doesn't do much. Like... Just scores, just scores fifty goals in a season. Doesn't he? Doesn't do that much, really. I mean, physically, he just, you know he he walks he walks for ninety minutes, doesn't he? Apart from the odd. I run. once I once saw Newcastle play Man United back in about two thousand and eight, and Berbatov played for Man United, and he played up front, and he scored two goals, was man of the match, won the game, everything. And he didn't run once. <laughs> it was incredible. He just walked around the pitch and just, yeah, he was one of those players. And I suppose he's, Berbatov and Haaland are very different, but I just wanted to say that because you were talking about a walking football player. Carry on, Lewis. Yeah, so I think I think Kane starts, I think Bellingham starts, and I think Haaland, I'm kind of 50-50 on. 
at the moment. So, yep. There we go. Okay. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I think everyone or a lot of people, I know I have, Harland, Bellingham and Kane that we've just talked about. So, uh, will Sane come back in? He was dropped, wasn't he, for the last... Was he dropped for the last game? Was he benched or he came on or... Yeah, he, he he didn't start, but then again, they've just Bayern have just had an eleven day break. So, I mean, it's it's they've pretty much had a holiday. So I I I, I could probably see him starting. And like I said, I, I think Tuchel will want to beat um, United. I think he'll really okay. want to win that game. Brilliant. All right. Thank you for your questions, everyone. There's a few we haven't answered, but as I said, that's going to be answered in the next podcast that will be in your uh, on your podcast streams first thing Monday morning, about 6 a.m. So when you wake up on Monday, on your commute to work, commute in the car, whatever, you'll have our team reveals. We'll be talking about as well uh, which teams have something to play for, who we think is going to start, who we think is going to be benched, which teams to target. For example, who does have something to play for and is going to play their strongest teams. Everything uh, about that sort of stuff is going to happen in the next podcast. So thank you very much for listening to this one. And we'll be back in your ears on Monday morning. Say goodbye, Lewis and Dan. Goodbye. Podcast Network.